everyone. Welcome back to My Best Friend and My Sister. Today we have an episode breakdown of Season 1, Episode 5, The One with the East German Laundry Detergent. We will give a quick overview of the episode, followed by all our burning questions like, Why Rachel Kiss Ross at Laundry Rama? We go over some odd things we noticed throughout the episode and so much more. So stick around. Hey guys! Hey, what's up? Hey, so this episode is the one with the East German laundry detergent. So for our quick episode breakdown, we're going to go through some of the milestones, I guess. I think that's a long word to use. Um, Episode plots, I think is a better word to use. Sure, plot lines. Plot lines. So the first opening scene, and it seems like this is going to be a theme throughout the first couple of episodes. Um, I noticed it and that they're all in the coffee house and they start with these like random jokes. Very piloty of them, which you know I like. So it's just them talking about a random subject. This one was just about like the girls and the guys like having things gender specific that are lucky or cool in air coats. So like the guys are like, you can just see boobs whenever you want. And the girls are like, you could pee standing up. And Phoebe's like, guys are like kind of heartless. You just, you know, you don't have the same emotions and then it ends with Ross shouting multiple orgasms which is funny (laughs) and like weird if you were in that coffee house so the big plot points are separated in its characters so there's Monica and Joey and they go on a double date then there's Chandler and Phoebe break up together and then there's Ross and Rachel go to laundry ma- rom laundry rama. Gosh, what is with me fumbling on my words today? On their first maybe date. Yes, Ross and Rachel go to laundry rama on their first maybe date. So, going back to the top, Monica and Joey they go on a double date with Joey's ex in quotes, Angela and her new boyfriend Bob. Joey wants to date Angela again because she looks hotter now or, as he says, quote, so she's one of a kind, like a snowflake, end quote, and and says that he and Angela should go on a double date. Joey convinces Monica to go on the double date, but Monica believes she's being set up with Bob, who Joey said is Angela's brother, but really it's her boyfriend. The whole night, Joey's avoiding questions, causing disruptions disruptions, um, to block (laughs) Monica from knowing that it's like this whole ruse. Monica eventually finds out while being deeply disturbed by Angela putting her tongue in Bob's ear. Joey and Monica then join forces to break the couple apart, which they later admit they successfully did. Chandler and Phoebe break up together. Phoebe breaks up with Tony and Chandler breaks up with Janice. They decide that it's going to be hard for them to break up, so Phoebe suggests that they, quote, do it together. It would be easier. Phoebe breaks up with hunger strike Tony in all of one minute with being peaceful while Chandler takes what can only be like an hour to break up with Janice. Janice brings up his fear of commitment and that's why they're breaking up. He's like, I'm ready to commit. And then she gets all happy. It's like this whole mess back and forth situation between the two of them. All while Chandler would go back to the coffee bar to talk to Phoebe for encouragement. In the end, after Chandler hit Janice in the eye, Phoebe peacefully breaks up with Janice for Chandler all within a minute. Phoebe then admits that she has some sort of gift. Ross and Rachel, laundryama, they go on a, quote, date at this laundromat. This is one of the first times they will be spending time alone together. Chandler convinces Ross that it's a date and that he needs to not wash his dirty underwear and to buy manly laundry detergent, a.k.a. Uber Vice, (laughs) 
this is so weird. We learned that <laughs> Rachel has never done laundry before, and she's currently having some existential crisis about going home to her father, who's willing to give her a Mercedes, and he keeps doubting her, and she's doubting herself after that. For some reason, she believes that if she can do laundry, then she can do anything. Well, she didn't, and she dyed all her clothes pink, all while there's this lady, like, being symbolic of New York world, like, I'm, it's bad, it's cruel, it's mean, I'm gonna take your washing machine, type <laughs> of thing. And so she has conflict with this lady twice. The first time Ross handle it, handles it, and then the next time she handles it herself. And she's fighting over a laundry cart. She sits in it and gets the laundry cart. And Rachel is so happy that she wins this battle. You know, it's symbolic and everything. She kisses Ross. Ross then runs into an open door of the dryer, hitting his head. The episode wraps up with the gang at the coffee house, describing how their different nights went all wholesome and funny, and Chandler running around screaming that he's free. All right. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> okay, bring it. I think my first one, and just going off back to that, is why the hell would Rachel kiss Ross? Like, I just think that's so messed up. I'm sorry. I'm very passionate about that because that is so misleading to me. One of the first things that I wrote watching this episode, just knowing what it was about and knowing going into it how I was going to feel, was that I don't like that part of the episode. The whole Ross and Rachel being at the laundromat, like, I don't like it at all. I don't like the fact that people consider that their first kiss because it's not. It's exactly that. That Mm -hmm. despite the fact that Ross may have been into it at any point since high school, like, Rachel wasn't. That wasn't what it meant. And, like, I always think that 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 kiss at the coffee house is their first real kiss. Yeah. Like, if we're being honest. And that's just, like, to me, even though technically, according to trivia, even if I lost a question because I got that one wrong, it's always going to be at the coffee house. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just, like, to me, it's, like, what, what, I, it's just, like, okay, words, I don't know. I'm with you. It's just like that whole – the whole plot for me is just cringy to watch for me. Like his awful like trying to flirt. Like I get it. It's like the awkward stages. He's trying to – you know, this is him trying to make a move and trying to like do something about all these feelings. But at the same time for me, I think it was supposed to be a little cringy, you know, because it's weird. But – I don't know. It was just like, it was so hard for me because I was just like, uh, 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 uh. And then when she kissed him, I was like, oh no. Like, why? Why? Poor Kay. Because to her, it didn't mean what it meant to him. I mean, that's the whole scene. Those are all the scenes with them together is that they're on two different pages right now. Ross is thoroughly convinced that this is basically a date because of Chandler. Which I kind of blame Chandler because I don't really oh, think that 100%. Ross was thinking that before. 100%. I think Ross would have been more relaxed and more himself if Chandler hadn't said that. He would have took his snuggles laundry detergent and been just fine. You know, but would and- have Rachel kissed him and then given him that misleading hope that leads to them eventually getting together? I don't know if he took the kiss as misleading either because I think it was just her reaction of like, a celebration i think we see this a lot in other movies movies or shows where like something exciting happens or somebody wins something or whatever and then you just okay, see all these random- but i've never <laughs> which like, is my favorite rom-com someone by the way. that i wasn't dating just we out don't of the yeah that's the thing in real life that doesn't happen like, I but on shows and movies on shows and movies it does happen like <laughs> <laughs> and it's supposed to be like just funny, like, oh, these random people just kissed for no reason. Like, you know, so <laughs> it is like, especially older movies, I think, as like a TV show and movie device, we've seen I this guess. before. I think, and Ross is taking it as just like shocked. And I don't 
I don't think he reads that much into it because... But, like, after they're all, like, cozy on the couch. That, I think, is more... To me, that part was more cringy than the kiss because that part was very more intimate. Her, like, tending to him and, like, how they were sitting. I was like, this was way more intimate than just that random kiss they had. That was the part to me that I thought was probably misleading because she was like my hero kind of thing. And I was like, well, you can't be doing that to him because like that's kind of messed up. But and she, at this point, she I mean, well, she knows that he had a crush on her in high school. And like maybe this is her way of how she flirts. Like because he said, can I ask you out sometime? And she said, yeah, sometime. Sure. Like she wasn't against the idea. In response to that, I'm just going to throw out a counter argument in Rachel's defense because I feel like she gets a lot of heat here and I guess throughout the season and being like cruel and misleading is that maybe after Ross saying maybe I'll ask you out sometime, this was her being like, I'm cool with you asking you out. I'm cool with you asking yeah. you out. Yeah, and then he that. never does anything. And then when she realizes he did actually like her as much as she suspected or didn't suspect or mm-hmm. like whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back with a girlfriend from China at the end of season one. Chill. And then like she like goes crazy after that. Like Like maybe she didn't want to admit to herself how much she actually liked him or like she wasn't yeah. used to having to put herself out there as much, which That's we find true. out later, like comparing to Monica. I always got a call, you know, like they always called me back. That's, you know, she says that. Yeah. And then I don't know, some other future season. So like maybe this was her putting herself out there because she didn't know how else to do it. She didn't know how to just ask Ross on a date. And then Ross didn't do anything in response. Yeah, neither of them can be direct. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Okay. This makes me feel a lot better. They both are like playing this game of chicken. Like who's going to admit that we like each other first type thing? Or like who's going to admit that we're okay going on a date? Like, And to us, it's obvious. But like if you're in that situation, like knowing how scary it is to put yourself out there, it may not always, you know. Yeah, you couldn't just text someone. That, that would be much <laughs> you had to be a little bit more uh, direct because yeah. you were forced to be. Yeah, and that's hard. So yeah, I I really went into this very heated, but you guys have like watered me down. I'm like, all right, okay, it was. One, it was a different time. Two, it was like, okay, it's still a show, even though I think of these people all in, like, real life. Um, <laughs> and I just, yeah, I just, I'm calm now. Like, all right, it's okay. Maybe she was trying to put some feelers out there. Like, she's like, I'm, I'm ready, but I don't know how to do this. And, you know, she doesn't want to talk to Monica or, like, maybe she does and we don't ever see that or something. I have, okay, well, I have a lot of other questions, but I guess because we're still on this topic, was it a date? I'm going to go with no. I don't I think say so. no. I think for it to be a date, a real date, both people have to consider it a date. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Going into Monica and Joey, do you think Monica would have just gone on the date if Joey would have just told her the truth, like about this? scenario no i kind of think so i think if he would have framed it right like i think if he would have said just come with me i'll pay for you like if you like him we can decide break them up or try or like i owe you yeah or like i owe you or like something like that maybe because she she gets on board with the with the plan after she meets the guy I think it would have been hard to convince her to go to just meet a random dude that was dating someone else. But I think if Joey would have like put in some like incentives, it would have helped. But also Joey doesn't think like that. So I just kind of don't see that happening. I think the Joey thing to do is to make up this story that they're brother and sister. Because he could have just huh. said like they're friends or something like that. Right. To make it right. less weird, but he didn't. Like, I th- it was obviously like an on-the-spot thing. Like, obviously, yeah. and it would be very comical. 
I think I think it was probably written where it's like, oh, they're friends. And then, then they realize, you know, it'd be funnier is if it, he said like totally just blinking and says, oh, it's her brother. And then it just goes into this hilarious, like really awkward, uncomfortable scenario for Monica. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I feel like she she might have if you know he did frame the question right, like Dar was saying. I think there's a possibility, but it just seems like the fact that he felt like he had a lie in the first place shows that she wouldn't have. I think she might have gone with the intention of like, whatever, I'll just go on this dinner to show to him like Joey. this was a, this, and then to show him like. I'm not going to care and I'm not going to try to do this really. But then like get there and be like, oh, never mind. Bob yeah. seems like a catch, you know, but like it was also like much funnier or much. More oh, yeah. This going this, one, this way was better. And I think more fitting of Joey's character. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. true. Last topic point I wanted to talk about is just like Chandler's commitment problem is like shown very early. Like, and this is the thing that stretches out. He is literally breaking up with Janice. Like, his main thing is because it's getting too serious. And you can sh- tell with that because she's like buying him socks and like thinking about him and like it's just like too much for him and so she's just like he's just like that's to be cut you know well what i was wondering is like how long were they dating because yeah you're saying she's doing those kind of little things but also for chandler if he is a commitment phobe like this could be after a month for all you know you know like right because he could be like oh no it's been four dates and she bought me socks goodbye like you know so I don't know. It's hard to. I think it's just know. because she brought it up. It's like, no, this is because you have a fear of commitment. But it also knowing Janice and knowing her character, it could have legit been like three dates and like he wanted out and it was too much for him. And she was she could have actually been too much. Also, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we know we see that later, later on. <laughs> yeah, like when they get back together on valentine's day and then she's like oh we're together again and chandler's like no this was just supposed to be like a hookup so like we do see that it's a good point you know she's a lot later on yeah it could be just a combination of their very opposite to like she janice is like way too much and and as far as like a relationship goes like way maybe way too into it way too fast and chandler's the opposite and like he doesn't want to commit and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. because neither of them are somewhere in the middle, like we just know it's never going to work. And this is why mm-hmm. it sets up the reoccurring thing of like them getting back together or not because, mm-hmm. and this just happens over and over. They get back together and Janice is like, well, this is it. You're the one. And Chandler's like, oh, we'll see. With you one know? exception of Chandler being that person. And Janice is like, oh, I don't know. Right. Cause she was married. Yeah, there was mm-hmm. a different circumstance. I guess one other thing is that it could be something that was intentionally put in early on because later this season we do see we meet Chandler's mom. And so we do kind of see where this whole Chandler not believing in marriage and relationships truly lasting kind of comes from. So mm-hmm. the writers could have more intentionally done it, but it could also just be a Janice thing. Yeah, I like that idea. I like that they're trying to like set it up and everything like that. So then it gives him some something, you know, they're like, yeah, he does have a lot of commitment issues. You know, it's there. Okay. Do you guys have any other final thoughts about episode breakdown before we get into our segment? The last thing that I do want to say is Janice mentions coming from a photo shoot right and i don't think we ever hear later on i mean i guess the next time not the next time we see her the next time we see her is the valentine's day and then after that she's like married and pregnant and then she's divorced so she becomes this like housewife non-working woman but i think this is the only time we hear what she actually does i've never actually thought about the fact that she had a job at some point and she wasn't yeah. living off something besides her husband or alimony. Right. So um, I thought that was kind of interesting that like she was, I guess, a photographer or either worked for like a magazine or as an assistant to a photographer. Like I, it's mm-hmm. still unclear exactly what she does, yeah. but she just mentions this photo shoot. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. 
No, yeah, that's a good catch because, um, yeah, we know so little about Janice outside of just who she is to Chandler or the other mm-hmm. friends, and that's pretty much it. Right. Yeah. So she does something with photos. We know that. <laughs> Dar, do you have any? Um, just that I really enjoyed the Phoebe and Chandler plotline. Um uh-huh. Because I forgot I was in this episode and just that part where Phoebe's like, oh, this is fun. We never do anything together. Like, that is kind of true for, like, the whole series. You don't usually see them together by themselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it was, like, a fun plot line. And just the fact that, like, Phoebe didn't get Chandler's sarcasm when he says, like, yeah, and then we can run over some puppies. And she's like, well, I don't want to do that. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah, you know, like, remove that from the activities that we could do together. And then Chandler's like, this is why we don't hang out together. Yeah, Chandler's (laughs) probably like, and this is why, you know, this. So, but it also just shows, like, to me is a bigger theme of just, like, what kind of breakup person are you? Are you a Phoebe? Are you a Chandler? Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I thought that was pretty funny. Definitely a Chandler. <laughs> Not a Phoebe, that's for sure. I am a Phoebe. I am really good at it. Okay. Probably too good. Well, uh, good well, for you. If I ever have to end a relationship, I'll just let you do it for me. Okay. No. To me, it's more painful to be Chandler and having to sit there for I don't know how long. Like that just. Oh, that seems like the worst thing ever to me. Oh, no. I'll just sit there and then be like, okay, I guess I'll just do it next time. And then be like, okay, I'll bring it up another time. Okay, I'll just Very bring it Chandler. Up yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is what Chandler does, exactly. I think that would be an interesting poll for um, our listeners. Are you Phoebe or are you Chandler? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. We will definitely do that. It'll be great. And we'll, we'll talk about it in a future episode. Love it. For our next segment, we're getting into one we call the one with the inconsistency slash odd things. We're going to be talking about just character traits, lines, scenes, like a random prop that just seems kind of inconsistent with the whole series of the show. Obviously, these things are going to happen. The writers and creators of the show said many times they weren't thinking about any of these things. They were just trying to make the show funny and just it they know there's inconsistencies and they don't care so that's totally fine we just thought it'd be a fun segment to kind of talk about it and look into it more one of the ones i have i don't know why and i don't know why it bothered me it doesn't bother me i just thought it was funny is that ross is reading a bicycle magazine and like (laughs) the first opening scene at the coffee house because i'm like we never see him ride a bike or be sports in general. Yeah, he definitely does not. Be sports was the proper terminology, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Sports. Um, Ross is not a sporty. Ross doesn't sport. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, and it, even if he did, like, say, have a bike that he rode or something, like, there's no way he was into it enough to have a freaking magazine. Yeah, like, he's no Lance Armstrong. If there's more magazines, why would he even pick that one? Yeah, like, if they were just, like, randomly at the coffee house on the table, like, why wouldn't you pick, like, I don't know. I feel like I The New York Times, or... Yeah, uh, like, anything. The paper. The New Yorker, that's the magazine I was thinking Yeah, the New Yorker. And I just... I have no idea. I just thought it was an odd choice. I like. I feel like I would rather him have like been looking at a penny saver. Like, <laughs> honestly, yeah. I mean, at least that's like random enough where you're like, oh, yeah. I guess you just look at that if you're bored. Also, we know there's a magazine stand like literally across the street from the yeah. coffee house, yeah. so there's nothing stopping him from getting one. He would have preferred. Yeah, I think it's just, like, one of those weird things that, you know, they're like, oh, give something for David to hold. And they're like, someone, I got this magazine away. And they're like, throw it in there. It looks vague, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I also noticed, for me at least, like, Janice does not seem annoying at all. Like, at all. And I get that later on her character develops. And... It's just, like, she just seems, like, so normal and, like, a good person. And 
Well, not really, because she just said, I got the photos back, and then I just decided to blow off work and like go shopping, which I could never in my life ever imagine doing. Um, so I think it's just she doesn't seem like the Janice we know, you know? Yeah, and yeah. she's not. I mean, that comes later. I'm not sure if that was like the writers and then her doing like her voice, like her voice isn't even how it is right. later. So I think, yeah, this is all just with all of the characters, they're kind of developing into what they become. This is her first appearance and she's not the Janice we really yeah. re- remember in this first appearance. Yeah. I knowing what was coming, that the fact the breakup was imminent, that, I like was imagining her very nasal hyperventilating mm-hmm. that comes like <laughs> many, many seasons later. And, like that's what I, and then it doesn't happen. And I was, it was almost disappointing that like that didn't happen. So I'm glad that they brought her back and that her character developed because a hundred percent, she would have been very forgettable otherwise. I'm surprised, actually, even they decided to bring her back because it's not like anything particularly stuck out about this relationship mm-hmm. or the breakup or anything like that. Yeah, that's true. And I think it probably just seems more muted, her overall, because of what she becomes later, too. Maybe when you first watch the episode and you first see her, you're like, oh, she's kind of annoying. I don't really know why. And then they ramp mm. up all of that like tenfold, you know. It's a good point. Didn't think about that. Okay, and then another one, and this is like kind of just an inconsistency, is that Monica and Angela are having a conversation in the bathroom, and Monica's like, oh, Bob's so great, because, you know, she thinks that she's being set up with Bob, and then Angela's like, yeah, he's amazing, because that's her boyfriend, and then Monica's like, yeah, da-da-da, and then Angela's like, yeah, he's really good in bed, too, and then... Monica's like, what the fudge? And then she's just like, oh, my brother never even told me when he lost his virginity. And then Angela just gets this look on her face like, okay, weird chick. That was they both really think they're chick. so weird yeah. in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> they both think it's like weird and like, why would you even bring, bring that up? Like, that's awkward. And so... <laughs> That was sorry. That's one of my favorite moments. It's so I like died laughing. I watched it twice this time, and uh, I died laughing both times. It's just <laughs> like it's just so uncomfortable. And then I think the the inconsistency I'm pointing out is that in the episode with George Stephanopoulos, Ross said that you know he told Monica. And Monica's like, "Oh, I was hoping you wouldn't remember like your virginity losing day," you know, and. And then, like, literally the next episode, it's, I never even knew when my brother lost his virginity. Yeah, that was kind of a hard one to get over because I feel like they emphasized it so much in the, literally the episode before Mm -hmm. that Monica even knew the date. Ross made it a point to say, I told everyone, you know. So, yeah, that was kind of like, of all the jokes they went with, like, why did they choose that one <laughs> right just real qu- just i'm gonna play devil's advocate again because i really well, well we, we yeah it's just a conversation we're not saying it's like wrong we're just like what you know one i'm just i'm just gonna defend the consistency of the show even though i know there's plenty of inconsistencies could monica have not been directly told by ross but because ross told so many other people she found out about it And two, remember, they were together for seven years or something like that. So could Mm -hmm. it had not been till more recently, like maybe not the exact time that when he lost his virginity, he told her, but like later on, it could have like slipped out. I I know both of those arguments are very weak, but just throwing them out there as possible. Uh, I get what you mean, but for the first one, uh, Ross says to Joey, because Joey was like, you told your sister? And Ross's was like, yeah, I told everyone, you know? And so he, it makes a point that he directly told Monica. Hmm. And then for, like, the next part, like, yeah, maybe he didn't tell her, like, right away. Maybe it was, like, you know, like, a few months later or something like that. So, like, that could have happened. But then we're also going back to the fact 
that if he really had told Monica, why didn't Chandler know? If Chandler was his roommate, wouldn't his roommate have been the first person that found out? Yeah, this whole thing is just (laughs) a lot of, yeah, a lot of inconsistencies I find come from their relationships Mm -hmm. that they have with other people that aren't in the friend's universe to say like we don't ever see them like the people Mm -hmm. and the names they just throw out like i think monica just casually mentioned some guy that broke up with her in like a mean way or something like that in this episode so that's like a person and like we never know anything about them they kind of just throw these names out there to make jokes and stuff like that and like because even with ross then like later we find out like, he kind of had a thing with an old librarian. Like, just weird things. And you're yeah. thinking, well, like, this was supposed to be before Carol. That, like, the timeline gets messy with all of them. Like, the longer the show is. Oh, totally. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it comes to their, like, dating relationships. Yeah. Those are just, like, how I don't even know how you would attempt to keep those all straight. And, like, they really didn't a lot of the times. <laughs> and then, you know, and I think it was just, like, they were just writing for the laugh. Which is yeah, good. No, yeah. it's good. It's a sitcom. Mm-hmm. And it's not, like, a This Is Us saga where there's, like, whiteboards everywhere with how all these heroes yeah. and, like, red pins to how everyone did it. Yeah, these things don't need to line up for some greater purpose in the end. The purpose is to laugh. To laugh, yeah. This is something found across very many popular Yeah, sitcoms. a lot of shows. I mean, like How yeah. I Met Your Mother, Parks and Rec, yeah. like all the office. Sitcoms. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they all hold the same kind of like casual remarks that are made that later on become an inconsistency because of a storyline or another casual remark that's made for the sake of They're like siblings, people mentioning their siblings randomly. Like that's always weird to me. And then you never really or right. someone like hear from Janet, them or anything. Yeah. Who is meant for one episode and then ended up being a reoccurring character. Like right. no one I bet you no one thought they were gonna bring Janice back up until the very last season like they did. I think that's true. Other inconsistencies you guys want to bring up? So I have a few. The first one I'm going to say is actually not an inconsistency with any particular character, but Mm -hmm. something I guess that is maybe with how the episodes are written. So we've seen in these first few episodes and you know me and my and how I feel about the first season. So I don't know how long this lasts. But the opening scene is always about something random and has nothing to do with the later storylines that go on into the episode. Right. Mm-hmm. I love and so that. when <laughs> when they're talking about like the disagreement between whether males or females have it better, and then Phoebe goes into this whole kind of mini rant about how men just do very mean things to each other and or mean things to women and then like don't have any reasons or whatever it is that she says and then ross's response is well females have multiple orgasms i was like half expecting it to be like someone says phoebe are you all right like did something happen <laughs> and like because yeah. i feel like later on that's totally something like they would start that way and then phoebe says something like that uh-huh. because that's how she is and then it leads into whatever the episode story is gonna be that's so true that does happen but it was just very standalone yeah it seems like these first few episodes they just like committed to like this is gonna be our thing yeah. Opening scene, yeah. coffee house, random topic, which uh, the majority of the time Usually is about sex. sex. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I mean, I guess for a new show, if you turn on your TV, like your TV's on because whatever you watch just ended and Friends starts and they have that little window to try to draw you in. I, I want to mm. say it's probably a lot of that. Like they're like, we're just going to put our, a random scene and to try to hook people in like. And maybe that's because we see it. They it, it, it doesn't occur, you know, like that, like standard canned format beyond season one, really. So, yeah, I think it maybe was just something because this is how I my brain works as like I think about like it's a show and like what do you do to try to make it more successful and stuff like that. And thinking about how there was no DVRs and stuff at the time when this mm-hmm. was airing, most likely people are going to see it because they see a commercial or because the show they were watching just ended and your TV's still on. And so you see this little part of Friends 
And you're like, oh, what is this show about? And you keep watching. Kristen, you, you have a So some of the point? other inconsistencies I noticed was Rachel made a comment about when, she, like, that New Yorker, typical New Yorker lady, like, forced her off the washing machine. And she was like, wow, I can't even send back soup. I feel like that's very out of character for Rachel because coming from like where she came from, like maybe now, like maybe naturally that's not who she is. And maybe she wouldn't do it because she's just trying to find this new place in the world. But from, from where she came from, I feel like it would be almost necessary to demand something be sent back if it wasn't like up to expectations in the exact way. Like perfect. Like her mom's like, no, you need to send that back and you need to learn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that it's almost like a status thing that like I'm good enough to send something back. Like even mm-hmm. if it was exact, like even if it was your mess up, like they would right. still send something. And I think I, I think maybe I saw somewhere that it was, it's in, the one that could have been is she oh, sends the one with um the one where Janice asks if anyone has ever had all sex together and then it's like no oh, okay yes. we'll have any of you almost been close she sent back her drink yeah they're at the bar that was sent her yes and she's like oh, I asked for a diet coke um with a lemon or a lime and she's like yeah it's, it's, it's something that. super small and she sends it back and so we know we know this isn't like and so that was an inconsistency i saw i don't know if you guys have anything more to say about that i have one big reason i think she might have changed her mind about that uh she's mm-hmm. a waitress now yeah that's true <laughs> so yes. she's been told can you send this back because one little teeny thing is wrong and I think it is more... And also, she's a bad waitress. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's bad, so she probably gets really annoyed by it. But um, also, we see later that she is kind of a pushover more with her friends and stuff, so... We do see that, yeah. So I think this is more showing, like, this is who she really was the whole time. And also, being in New York, being in the new city, like... It probably is kind of overwhelming. She's trying to just learn all these things like doing her laundry or, you know, taxes exist and, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah. And then we see later because the thing that came to my mind about her being a pushover is when her and Monica and Phoebe get like in a fight and Phoebe just straight up says like, well, yeah, Monica, mm-hmm. you're high maintenance and Rachel, you're a pushover. You're a push and they're over. like, right. you are flaky. And she's like, and Phoebe's like, yeah, I know. I'm flaky. Yeah. And they leave, and Monica's like, Where do you want to go to eat? And Rachel says, Oh, I want to try this. I want to go to that whatever place. I can't remember what place. And Monica says, Monica's like, No. And Rachel's like, Okay, whatever you want. Like, you know, so that's really like how maybe her like real true personality. Whereas, like, I think we see, we get a lot of hints that her very self was not her true self and that was more of kind of like putting on those things mm-hmm. um, than it was really who she was something that just came to mind too is that it could be where she felt she could get away with it so like in the laundry mat in a place that's very unknown to her she didn't know the rules she didn't know what she could get away with so maybe like that's where yeah. she like kind of defaults to her pushover status. Same thing with Monica is like, do I want to fight this battle with Monica? Whereas if she's with Barry, if she's with her dad, if she's with this man who makes a lot of money, who's very established or whatever, or like even when she like comes to the city in the village, also why those group of friends decided to go to a bar in the village is beyond me but that's a right for another time right but also it's probably just this like i can get away with sending this item back as opposed to in other places she just probably it wasn't coming from a source of who she was it was coming from what she could get away with like her surroundings Mm -hmm. nor the people she's with because they were probably also accepting of that as well Mm -hmm. yeah so norm probably like a normal thing to them yeah, that's true. Good points, guys. I do have some more 
inconsistencies. Okay. Go for it. Ross says, I think it's shortly after <laughs> Rachel makes that comment. Ross says something along the lines of, yeah, I felt the same way after Carol left having to make dinner for myself. And I felt that, like, I guess not that we know anything specific or that specific about Ross and Carol's relationship. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like Ross isn't the type of person who just was that. It was a very anti-fem. Yeah, like anti-feminist comment to say like, oh, my wife made all my meals. Like, I just feel like Ross is the type of person who would have gone out of his way to impress Carol by making right. meals all the time. Oh, yeah, definitely. And so to say like, oh, I had to learn how to cook. Which maybe isn't what he was saying. I guess it could be interpreted a few different ways. But, like, that's how I interpreted it. And I mm -hmm. thought that was very out of character for him. Oh, yeah. I totally agree with you. Especially just because he's just so, like, the type of person who is, like, a people pleaser, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, he would be making his wife dinner. And he would be like, oh, or maybe they're doing it together. I, you know? And I, I think in a sense like it just did come out weird and not i think the implication is when the line is said is that he made dinner for himself aka he never made dinner before carol like you know possibly like but i kind of i interpreted it as like i had to make dinner for only myself like that's uh, different than like sharing it with someone but I guess the way it came off or the way, yeah, I can see that it was more the, because he seemed sad when he said it rather than right. like annoyed or something. So I think that was kind of like the difference for me and how I, because it didn't really stand out to me. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. it's because he seemed more sad and knowing how sad he was when they got divorced overall. I mm -hmm. think he was more saying it like it was hard for me and. I was like sad about it. Cooking dinner for one. For one. Yeah. yeah which is actually hard, by That's the way. That's a good point. It you is. You have to like not waste food or try to not make too much. You know, it's it's different than like, oh, this is enough for plan two for leftovers, something. You yeah. Know. So I get it. I kind of interpret it as more he was sad just because I think he's just sad about everything with Carol overall. <laughs> that's a good point. I didn't think about that. When I yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with that's the way they meant it. And that's the way it should be interpreted. Okay. So not an inconsistency. Well, maybe just in the way that it didn't come off. Maybe 100% how they wanted it to or meant to. Mm -hmm. So another, I got a lot of these inconsistency I have was, um, Joey counts Mississippi in this episode, which, if you all know, later on, uh, Ross makes a huge deal about when he goes to get a tan. And he's like, how do you count? And he counts Mississippi, which is why his tan gets so messed up. But everybody else claims they don't. Yet Joey in this episode counts Mississippi. And I thought that was kind of funny. No, that totally is funny because he, he's even like, oh, like he makes it a point to just count as long as he can. So he's just mm -hmm. like, oh, Mississippi to Mississippi. And then, he, yeah. And I think the writers, something about them liking counting with Mississippi's apparently <laughs> is a common thing for them. <laughs> Another thing is I thought it was maybe it was just like i don't know the way that they decided to break up the multiple different storylines between the characters mm -hmm. but i thought it was interesting that it was chandler telling ross that him and rachel being by themselves was a date as opposed to joey i feel like that's much more joey thing to be like oh yeah. this is a date like anytime you're alone with a woman it must be a date like that's and it doesn't make sense that chandler would be alone with Ross at that time any more than Joey would be with him at that time. Yeah, I also thought it was weird that they were in Ross's room with the door closed. I was like, why is... <laughs> I was like, who else? You live alone. Why were they at like, Ross's apartment at all? I don't know. Yeah, but. like... I mean, I guess they're getting the laundry, but I was like, because I just noticed the door was closed because you could see the back of the door, and I was like... <laughs> I live by myself in a one bedroom apartment. Like when I have a friends over, like I'm not like here, let's go in my room and sit on my bed and I'm going to close the door. Like who does that? Like yeah. it's so weird. 
obviously that's like a set design thing and they're like yeah. we made a door and they're like i guess it was easier hey. to make the bedroom with the door closed so they don't have to I show guess. into the next room right what that, that wasn't there i'm sure so yeah. obviously <laughs> all right and my last thing is the fact that joey was so interested in oh my god Remind me of the woman's name. Angela. 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 I was going to say Alyssa, and I was like, I don't think that's right. It's a close Why was he so interested in Angela? Like, that's not a Joey move. Maybe because he wants to sleep with her again, but, like, to go so far as to get Monica to go on this fake double date mm-hmm. to sleep with her a second time like maybe she he would do that like because he's trying to sleep with someone for the first time but i feel like this is going really out of the way and um on a website that dar sent us because we aren't all knowing but um, friends it, wiki <laughs> i don't really know what it's called out that it is likely that this Angela is referenced at a later point in another episode when Joey is dating Kathy that Joey dated someone named Angela for three years prior to the pilot episode which is also very unlike Joey mm-hmm. and so and the fact that it was that it was Joey that broke up with her like to for Joey to start acting like this maybe if she had broke up with him it would make a little bit more sense. But for Joey to break up with her and then to go into this whole, I sleep with women. I only go on one date. Like, I don't know. It just, it's all weird to me. Well, one, I think she showed up to the coffee house looking like that on purpose. Oh, a hundred percent. In order to see Joey, in order to entice him, in order to say, Hey, look, I have a boyfriend now. Cause Mm -hmm. guess what she couldn't do back then? Post a photo on Instagram yeah. so that Joey could see it. Right. Like, so point. in order to be petty and to be like show off your new man or your new relationship status, you literally had to go find someone in person. <laughs> so. Yeah, you had to show up where they show up. Yeah. <laughs> they probably weren't dating that long either for Joey and Monica yeah. to break them apart that easily. Easily. Like yeah. they probably had already only been on like a couple of dates. Yeah. Yeah, and I also think it's just it's that whole like you don't know what you had till it's gone. Like people are more more nostalgic about things once they're over, I feel like. Right. So I think the Joey was also goggles. Yeah, like so or I graduation think goggles. Joey was very much like thinking, Oh yeah, why did I break up with her again? Because he's removed from it, so he's able to just remember the good things and then when she shows up in the dress, you know, that accentuates her boobs. Uh, <laughs> she, you know, he's like all the bad things just suddenly got pushed from his mind. And, you know, so I don't know that it's really like a long term or like Joey's like thinking about his emotions. I think he was just thinking, man, I was stupid. Look how hot she is. Right. I need to get her back. Even, even Monica says, wow, breaking up with you agrees with her. So yeah. she must look hotter than she normally did when she came around. I think it was very much just short term. And it seems like they he sets it up all on the same day. So he really didn't think about it a lot. Like no, she agreed. He was know. like, okay, let's go. I have to hurry up and trick Monica to get her to come with me. You know, Mm-hmm. So I think Joey was very much just short term, like, how do I try to get back yeah. with her and not thinking yeah. about, well, why did I break up with her in the first place? And would I still, you know, want to date her longer? You know, so, yeah, to me, it's very short term Joey thinking, which I think still fits him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's still like the same Joey. Just it's just a little extended. It's like a little like yeah, I think we could see show. that he had whatever their previous relationship was, like feelings or something. So, I mean, I don't know. But to me, if it, it fit him, if he was going to like someone, he's going to re-like them again because they showed up looking super hot. <laughs> and I guess this early on, Joey will was still 
I don't want to say long term, but longer than a one night stand dating people because of the whole Kathy situation. Like it was a big deal that Chandler Mm -hmm. kissed Kathy and he like dated. He went on multiple dates with her. Like it's not until those like middle seasons that we see Joey just one night stand girls all the time. I don't know. Until Rachel, I guess. (laughs) No, they pick and choose like when they want him to like become more invested in people like that one when Rachel and him are roommates and that one girl comes over and she's like you should try to date her like for real oh, and he's like from the sex in the city yeah like oh yeah he does Charlotte Charlotte's the name from sex in the city I don't remember the name in friends <laughs> so sh- he's like yeah sure like and he really tries and then he like gets his heart broken they're like we're sorry like go back to doing what you're doing so they kind of use it sparingly not like a ton but Mm -hmm. every once in a while there's there's a girl he likes more dates more than just once janine janine is another one (laughs) i don't like i don't like janine that whole thing was very weird it was not great Well, thanks for all those ideas, guys. Like, that was a lot, you know, pointing out some, you know, you know, inconsistencies and odd things. We're going to go into our favorite episode parts. So this is just like a segment where it's just like a little bit longer than our favorite line because it's not just one line where you're like, ha, and there's like a lot of loaded meaning in that line or funniness. It's just like kind of a general idea, few lines put together type of scenario. Well, I think I already talked about it a little bit, but the breakup scenes with Phoebe and Chandler, I just like their dynamic and I liked that they had their own little banter together because it was pretty funny to see Chandler's sarcasm just not even have an impact on Phoebe. Like, I feel like I would... (laughs) it's It's kind of nice that they're still friends because, oh man, if I was... I couldn't imagine being friends with someone that didn't get my sarcasm. That would be like, um, oh, yeah. but you know, I think we see later that Phoebe does it back and kind of learns how yeah. Chandler kind of banters with him. Um, Cause yeah, I've had moments where I'm trying to be sarcastic and I have some friends that are just like super nice and just don't think I'm like, they just don't get it. And I'm like, no, <laughs> Same. You know, I'm like, this is, I'm just like this all the time, like literally. So <laughs> you would think by now. And that's kind of, I think, again, here I am, you know, relating to Chandler, but you know, you're just like, don't you know me by now? Like, of course it was sarcasm, you know, kind of right. thing. But, but also I like that Phoebe is able to just get to the point and break up with people. Way to go, Phoebe. Points <laughs> <laughs> to Phoebe. Kristen, what's yours? So I guess it's slightly related to Dar's because it's like within it. But specifically, it is the fact that Chandler gets so hyped up on espresso shots. And I think this really leans into the fact that they are in a coffee shop all the time and not a bar. I guess it more commonly would be in that type of situation. So like they basically create a very parallel scenario in where Chandler could have ordered Janice a beer or a glass of wine and then ordered himself multiple shots like one after another trying to like get himself up and so instead of being super drunk he was just super like shaky and hyped up on Mm -hmm. caffeine from all these espresso shots that he took it's not a specific line unless you want to say Oh, I didn't write it down. So but it's something like, I'm like, bada bada bum, and you're like, bada bada bing. And yeah, I don't know and then he, he says, hits her. That's like, yeah, yeah, and then he hits like... her, and then that's when Phoebe breaks up with her for him. But I just think that whole fact that he hypes himself up on espresso shots instead of like alcohol shots is kind of funny. And yet it still leads to a very similar outcome. Yeah, that's true. I think it's funny. And that's a good one. For for me, it's like one of the ending parts is that um, Rachel, you know, she dyes her clothes pink because there was a red sock in the mix of her laundry because she, you know, she did her laundry wrong. She put a red sock 
in with her white clothes unknowingly. And so it made all her clothes pink. And so she's really upset after having this conversation, you know, like she was like, if I could just do laundry, but then Phoebe's over there. Like, uh, she's like, Oh, this is so cool. All your clothes are one color. I'm going to try this. And I just think that whole concept is so funny, but nice because like, it just shows that Rachel's like with, her true friends because like the Phoebe's not giving her a hard time about it at all. She's just like, Oh, this is a cool concept. I never even thought of that. Also, it's just a funny moment and maybe shows like Phoebe <laughs> doesn't separate her clothes either. Um, but I just thought it was nice because it's like, it kind of has that wholesome, like, see, everything's fine. Like, you know, it's going to be okay. Type of feel to it. Yeah. I think it kind of goes along with the last episode where Rachel's been feeling out of sorts about not having her plan. And mm-hmm. I think it just kind of shows in these small ways, like, Tina, you were saying that she's with the right group of people to kind of, like, reassure her in these weird, like, I don't really think that Phoebe, like, did that on purpose. I think Phoebe genuinely she feels really like meant it. she would yeah. really want her clothes mm-hmm. to all be the same color. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything matches or whatever. And, but that's, that's kind of what you need. You just need those people that fit and play those different roles in your life mm-hmm. and so like this is like rachel being with those people um because i can't imagine how her like woo girlfriends would have reacted they would have told her like well one why is she even doing her own laundry and two like how could she True. ever do that and all that stuff <laughs> right right the thing i have to say is i have personally experienced this <laughs> one of the first times i ever did laundry i was not as old as rachel i was probably half the age <laughs> and The reason I want to bring it up is because the person I was watching this episode with, Daniel, Mm -hmm. uh, when that happened, he said, that doesn't happen in real life. And I was very offended because it did happen to me in real life. Like, Uh maybe it does it anymore with the way clothes are made. Like, maybe it's just too commonly known or, like, clothes just don't bleed as much as they used to. No, it kind of happened to me, too, before. Yeah. But... I remember the first time I did clothes by myself without any parental supervision and I screwed up and I put like jeans in with a bunch of white or cream colored clothes and I had just got this like new outfit for Christmas like not even a month previously and I ruined it and it did not look as pretty as Rachel's pink white clothes looked. Like, it wasn't like all the clothes were pink. It was like it looked splotchy and disgusting and unwearable. Like, it did, It wasn't like you just dyed your clothes. Like, it looked like you screwed up somehow. Yeah. No, so that's definitely I just wanted to like. throw that out there, that this does happen, but your clothes do not look as nice when it does happen. No, not at all. <laughs> like, I remember one time I... I was washing clothes like super fast because I had to go to work and I just threw my clothes into the dryer with my brother's baseball stuff. And then I was just like, dry, don't care that it's already dried. And then because I had a pair of underoos that had like red on them, like it had like red, like flowers or some crap. And it was like still saturated. It got all over his white uniform. And I about pissed my pants when I opened the door because I was like, those are expensive. And I know he needs to wear them like tomorrow. So I was just like, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe this is a real thing. Because in my head, too, I always thought, oh, that's just that's just like it has to be On like TV. Rachel's scenario where it's like a pure red sock and like only white clothes and it has to be really really hot and like you know what I I learned very young that that happens (laughs) yeah I haven't had that happen but oh my heart sinks when I realize I left my chapstick in my pocket oh yes those grease stains man yes it's that or your head I've done that multiple multiple times (laughs) I almost did my headphones once. I caught it before I put them in. (laughs) No, I've done that twice. RIP headphones. Now we're going to go into our trivia question. So every um, episode we're going to end with a trivia question. Um, Me and Dar's brother and Kristen's ex-imaginary boyfriend picks out the question 
from this old French trivia game that we have in our closet. It's like from 2000 something to 2000 like something, not 2000 like eight any pastime. So it's an old discontinued game. So it has a bunch of trivia questions in there. We He picked one out. And he said this time he was going to try to take it easy on us um, since he's trying to pick the hardest questions he could possibly find. And he just picked one at random and said number three. So I don't know if this one's actually going to be harder. Like it's going to be like, what was Ross's last name or something? (laughs) (laughs) Let's not jinx ourselves. I know. It's still going to be like super. (laughs) Like what show aired before Friends season one? During season one. (laughs) that reminds me that one time when we were actually playing this game for real that one of the questions that was asked was what color umbrella a particular character was holding during the opening sequence yeah i remember and i didn't i didn't know it and i was so ashamed of myself i went and looked it up and memorized it which by the way it's a bad question because they change color umbrellas during two different parts of the opening sequence so Uh, whatever the answer was like was a very unfair question because there's two answers but anyways i i take these hard questions very hard when I don't get them right yeah me too no (laughs) I feel the pain I'm like god I don't know that like because to this day however many how many years ago was we played it like four years or something yeah it was for my graduation or something so it was like four or five years ago and I still remember the answers I still occasionally look it up in case we ever play this game again to make sure I know those answers. Yeah, the 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 questions sometimes are like crazy. Like, well, one of the past questions was It was like, a stupid unfair question. <laughs> Don't blame the questions. <laughs> was like, oh, what did Phoebe's OBGYN like favorite happy days character? And then we're just like, well, it wasn't her OBGYN, it was a stand-in OBGYN. Did you not like, okay. So obviously like these questions were like kind of just put together after these people probably watched the series like once and they're like, we need to get it out. You know, we need to get this game out. Like the time is going to end and you know, it hasn't ended. They could put this game out (laughs) tomorrow and plenty of people would buy it. still buy it. (laughs) Okay. So he's in question number three. So I'm going to look at it and I'm going to read it. What was Ross's di- divorce attorney's name? Fudgy. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Wow. Oh, he goes to him three times. I know, but uh, we only see him in that one episode when he's getting an annulment from Rachel. See- yeah. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Oh, I'm no so idea. mad right now. Okay. Thanks a lot, Frankie. Yeah, seriously. He's <laughs> just like, I'm just going to pick a random one and give you number three. Oh, no. Dude. I don't even have a guess. I don't even have any. I don't have a guess. I like, I want to say Stanley or like Bob or like Dave Swanson, which <laughs> maybe just <laughs> Office and Parks and, Parks and, Parks and Rec inspired names uh, or whatever. <laughs> just give us the answer. Just tell us the answer. Uh, Russell. Yeah, never would have guessed such that. such a throwaway name. Like, how I hate you... that. I'm so uh, mad. Okay, let's look at this the other... This guy barely even had a mention in the credits, and they're asking for this. I know. Okay, let's, let's read the other questions on this card just real quick so we can understand, like, okay, what, what is this card even like? Because generally, there's, like, one really, really hard one, and then there's, like, super easy ones on there. So, what's Joey's personal record for Oreos stuffed in his mouth? What was Ross? Oh, what did Ross not want to say on his tombstone? What was the name of Phoebe's roommate who else no one else knew about? Denise. When, yeah, Denise. When Joey placed an ad for a roommate, what did he say? He said, like, hot, hot woman, girl. hot girl. <laughs> um, the one I think, the only one I don't know for sure is what did Ross not want in his tombstone to say? Oh, divorce three times. Okay, oh, yeah. and then Joey's, I think Oreos? it was like 38. 
Is that's it that random. many? I'm not sure. I think it was I like was going to say more like possible. 13 or something. No, it was like a really crazy number. Okay, I'm going to hmm. flip it on. Oh, 15. So, <laughs> so yeah. I was, you guys was like, over. <laughs> I was just thinking about like practical. Like, okay. Even then, Joey, I don't think, could fit 38. Then, um, Ross was Ross Geller, three divorces, and then yeah. Denise. Uh-huh. And then it said wanted female, not roommate, non-smoker, non-ugly. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say the non-smoker part, but then I wasn't non-ugly. sure. Oh, I, I forgot the non-ugly. That's funny. Well, thanks guys for tuning into another podcast, and to my best friend and my sister. Thanks for talking with me. I appreciate it. See you next time. Later, Gator. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for tuning in to this episode of my best friend and my sister make sure to follow us on instagram for fun content between episodes and to stay up to date on our release dates we will be publishing a new episode every other monday tune in on march 1st for our next episode